Sports Talk Station with the King of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Yo, fellas! Boricua! Yo, fellas! Boricua! Yo, fellas! Boricua Pase! Yo, fellas! Boricua! Yo, fellas! Boricua! Yo, fellas! Boricua Pase! Yo, fellas! I kept you up to the break of dawn, 12 midnight to 6, and then went out into the streets with the Guardian Angels, hit the annual Puerto Rican Day Parade up Fifth Avenue, went uptown all around three times, three times I did the parade, which is my tradition. The Guardian Angels are still out there as the parade continues, first time in two years since the lockdown and pandemic in March of 2020. But I noticed that the Daily News says that more than a million Puerto Ricans returned to Fifth Avenue. I don't know what uh, kind of Maui Waui and Hindu Kush they were smoking. There is no way there were a million people. Now, I remember initially being invited to the Puerto Rican Day Parade back in 1982 as leader of the Guardian Angels with the Guardian Angels. It was the only ethnic parade to accept us. And the uh, chairman was El Jefe Ramon Velez. And I mean, it used to be thick, packed, both sides, 10 deep. You couldn't move on the sidelines. There were parts of that parade today as it went up past St. Patrick's Cathedral to about 79th Street where there was nobody, nobody on both sides. And I'll tell you what, that's a reflection of, of course, the weather report initially was bad, but that never held the Puerto Ricans back before. It's just the Puerto Ricans have begun to move on up like so many ethnic groups. Lots of them no longer live in the city. Lots of them no longer live in the tri-state area. They're not in Connecticut, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. Uh, They've headed south of the Mason-Dixon line. The exodus for Puerto Ricans is like the exodus for so many of those snowbirds up here in the Northeast. They're moving to Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Texas, Tennessee, and especially Florida. We'll be talking about Governor DeSantis, who momentarily will be speaking over at the Chelsea Piers. Uh, DeSantis from Freedom Land in Florida. He is being protested by gays, lesbians, and transgenders for what they said was his passage and signage of the Don't Say Gay Bill, which it wasn't. But then what the hell? Why not just prevent anybody from being able to express themselves? That's the way we are in America. Also got to tell you that, yeah, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan to deal with crime as he continues to go up and up and up and up, was booed during the Puerto Rican Day Parade earlier. And last night in Park Slope, the hipsters and millennials booed him also back-to-back, belly-to-belly, as stories have emerged in page six again that Eric Adams, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, was partying until 3 o'clock in the morning at Club Zero Bond, where he hangs out with the TikTok girls and tries to keep up with the Kardashians. Till 3 o'clock in the morning. And I've nailed it twice. If you were listening to me Saturday morning, which you should be, from 12 midnight to 6, so nice. The management ownership lets me do it twice. Then 12 to 6 on Sunday morning. I told you exactly when he entered the Club Zero Bond and when he left because the little birdies told me, the little cookies who were implanted there who rat him out and eat the Parmesan cheese. I am blown away. Two nights in a row till 3 o'clock in the morning. And this mayor wonders to himself, 
why the crime is skyrocketing, a carjacking in Staten Island. That almost never happened. Teenagers mowed down at like 1 in the morning in East New York because they were having a party in the backyard. That it's unrestricted. There's no curfew. The cops in the 7-5 precinct are told, leave them alone. Let them put their guns in the air like they just don't care. And they do. And then they shoot each other. And it goes on and on and on. And the mayor, <laughs> he's like waving. People are giving him the finger. And he's saying, oh, no, no. Uh, that middle finger, uh, that, that's a sign of friendship and solidarity. Wow, what a spin doctor, ladies and gentlemen. And then out at the parade, who was I opposite? I was on the east side with the Guardian Angels at 40A's and uh, Fifth Avenue. Who was on the west side? But, of course, the left side. AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, and they were eye-fornicating me, and they were definitely mad-dogging me because AOC was going into the crowd, and she was saying, three snaps up, don't call us Latinas or Latinos, and that includes you too, Ricky Martin, formerly of Menudo, that includes you too, J-Lo, diva of all divas, we are Latinx. And a lot of the older Puerto Ricans were saying, what the hell are you talking about? No, 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 Latinx. You got to put an X at the name. He said, well, we're not members of the Nation of Islam. We don't follow Screwy Louis Farrakhan. We don't have X at the end of our name. Girl, you're out of your mind. You never grew up in Parkchester. You never lived on the block. You were up in Yorktown Heights. Your name in high school was, guess what? Hmm. It was Sandy Ocasio. And you were trying to be a valley girl. And now all of a sudden you're the pride of Boricua telling us that we got to call ourselves Latina X. That did not go down well. But a lot of the Puerto Ricans who did decide to show up, they were arguing, should we be a state? Should we be a commonwealth? Should we be independent? It seems to be the same argument that goes on each and every year. They've had plebiscites. And you have those who want Puerto Rico to be a a sovereign state in which you have two senators and four congressmen. Now, naturally, Republicans uh, get the heebie-jeebies thinking, oh, oh, (laughs) that might give the Democrats an edge. But little Marco Rubio of Florida, he says, no, 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 Puerto Rico should be a state. Others say maintain the Commonwealth status. We get all the benefits. We don't have to pay the taxes. Okay, so we don't have to vote for the president of the United States. We don't have a real congressperson, so they don't get a chance to vote. But you know something? Commonwealth status is the best. And then there is a small, die-hard minority, 5% of Puerto Ricans, who declare, in the words of their George Washington, aviso campos, that they should be independent and autonomous. And I said, hey, slow down there. They fly the black Puerto Rican flags. That's how you know they uh, believe in independence. I said, you really think you can function as a sovereign nation? They said, of course we do. If we get the oppression of the American government off our back. I said, what do you want to be, like the DR, huh? You want to be like uh, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras? You want to be like Mexico? What the hell is wrong with you? You're Americans by birth around the world. That's like having a platinum American Express card. So we don't want to be Americans. 5%, only 5%. And ladies and gentlemen, as you watch the film footage in the evening news tonight, don't be frightened. These are citizens, even though they fly that Puerto Rican flag, which is a sign of pride. 
They are not coming across the border when they repeal Title 42. Yes, Joe Biden's going to do that. They haven't joined the horde on the march to Mexico from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, who have come all the way from Nigeria and Ethiopia and the Congo, who have come from the DR and Haiti. And they're coming in because they believe that the Papi Chulo, that Papi Chulo is Joe Biden who has said, come, you're tired, you're poor. We're accepting you into our country. Underlay, underlay, underlay. Plus, we give you an Obama phone and all the benefits to boot. Just come back to immigration courts in a year once we cut you loose. And then we'll resolve your citizenship status, your status period. And they disappear. They disappear into the abyss. And that's what's happening. But I'm going to give you a little bit of history here, ladies and gentlemen. When you see the Puerto Rican flag, this was explained to, by my father, Chester, merchant seaman for 54 years, the importance of the Puerto Rican flag. It's not a dis or a dismiss against the stars and stripes. Remember, Flag Day is June 14th. Did you know that, Dizzy Izzy? Of course you didn't do know that. Most of our listeners said, Wow. Flag Day is June 14th? No, no, not the Puerto Rican flag, not the Dominican flag, not the flag of Ireland or Italy or Poland or any other sovereign nation. No, no, no. It's the United States flag. That's why so many people come here, because they want that flag that unites us, the red, white, and blue, the stars and stripes. Ah, shame, right? Many of you didn't even know. That's right. When we were kids, Flag Day, June 14th. We'd have an assembly in the local public school auditorium, and they'd invite the American Legion and their auxiliaries or the veterans of foreign war or the Jewish war veterans. And they would come in and they would give us $100 U.S. savings bonds if we could write compositions about what it is to be American, what it is to be patriotic. And then after we had a presentation from the veterans who told us, hey, I sat in that assembly seat. I remember Jungle Jenny Wilson. She was my teacher before I had to go fight off in the Korean War. And you say, like, wow, you did all that? And I marched through those same streets like you did on Flag Day, waving the American flag as others would be on their porch flying the American flag. The red, white, and blue that Betsy Ross had put together in Philadelphia Oh, and the Liberty Bell and the whole nine yards, and you just were pumped with patriotic pride. Now, what would AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors want to do? They'd want to burn the red, white, and blue, which they have the constitutional right to do it, as long as it's their flag and not your flag. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, what a day it was, because it just proved to me with the reincarnation of the Puerto Rican Day Parade up Fifth Avenue, that yes, Puerto Ricans are moving on up and they're moving on out. There's no doubt that Dominicans will be the number one Hispanic group of people in the five boroughs of the city of New York. A lot of them don't vote. They can't vote. They're illegal. Same with the Mexicans, or El Salvadorians, or Guatemalans, or Hondurans. But that'll change soon. And I know, I know many of you are saying that's one of the reasons they're taking over, right? The minority today will be the majority tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're, they're having babies faster than the gringos. Oh, there was one person in the Puerto Rican Day Parade. They came up to me. They had a big sign. Go home, gringo. Go home, gringo. They think I'm Puerto Rican, so they had no idea. They're, right, Kurt, Kurt Silva. Go home, gringo. I said to the guy, the Gabon, I said, I'm a gringo. You want me to go home? No, 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 no. Curtis, 
Boricua. No, no, I'm part Polish, part Italian. You're kidding. No, no, you can stay. You get dispensation. You're a good gringo. The rest of you gringos leave. I said, you realize if we leave, there's nobody here. Well, who the hell's going to run the country? Who's going to pay the taxes? This person was too busy smoking ropes and dope. Oh, because there's legalization, recreation, and use of marijuana. Oh, people were doing pub, pub, pass. Not the old timers, not the baby boomers, but the generation XYZs or whatever they call themselves. You know, the members of your generation, Dizzy Izzy, all they were concerned with is puff, puff, pass. That's right, separate the seeds and stems because we can do it here legally. Yeah, vape away. Vape, 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 vape. While the Poriqua Posse was playing and the floats were actually going up and down on Fifth Avenue. By the way, I didn't see the Cardinal come out. Uh, there were none of the officials from St. Patrick's Cathedral. Well, were they afraid? Most of these folks are Catholics. You would have thought they would have been out there in mass to bless all the parade goers who were passing. But I noticed conspicuously they were very missing in action. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But let me explain to you why there have been problems in Puerto Rico. First of all, uh, for many, many years, it was nothing but a tax shelter for the um, pharmaceutical companies, for the big pharma concerns. And uh, as my dad, who would go back and forth to Puerto Rico with loads of uh, oil, uh, it is where they built uh, the, uh, the refineries uh, offshore in Puerto Rico, and they got all these tax breaks. And the island was actually doing quite well. And then all of a sudden, the earthquakes and the storm. And then the, the flight. The flight of Puerto Ricans, mostly middle class, to Orange County, Central Florida, Kissimmee, to be specific, right outside of Disney World. And that's a growing part of the population. Some people are concerned because what has been a red state, just slightly Florida, could conceivably, if the migration continues from the Commonwealth, could become a purple state and maybe a blue state. We'll discuss that later on as we speak. Governor DeSantis, who is an invited guest of a Jewish organization at Chelsea Piers, is being picketed and booed and hooted by gays, lesbians, and transgenders, led by that Altakaka, who is the poster child for uh, term limits, Carolyn Man, if I get another facelift, my face is going to slap like an old rubber band Maloney who just wants to continue to run and run. And, you know, it pleases me so much that her and Gerald the Whale Nadler are going to be like two scorpions in a brandy glass, stinging one another because they have to run in one another's district. And there she had the goal to stand outside of Chelsea Piers, Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney, who has a perpetual smile now. They, they pulled it a little too tight, you know, a little too tight, the adjustment. And she's out there protesting DeSantis. And I'm saying to myself, does she not realize that 300,000 people left, left Manhattan alone within the last year? Many more are joining the exodus. Do you think they're saying, oh, we can't go to Florida. It's a homophobic state. They have in their school curriculum for the youngsters in public school the don't say gay uh, curriculum. Do you think all of a sudden gays and lesbians and transgenders who are down in Key West, Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, in Palm Beach, in Lake Worth, up in Tampa, St. Petersburg, in Clearwater, in Sarasota, do you think they suddenly say, oh, 
it's homophobic here. We got to leave. We got to pick up shop and go back to New York City. We, we have to wear bulletproof body condoms because we're getting shot, beaten, and stabbed. And attacks against homosexuals are up 356%. But the swagger man who has no plan, Eric Adams, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, two mornings in a row. And I say mornings liberally. Till 3 in the morning was uh, club hopping club hopping and ending up in the wee hours in the morning at his favorite night establishment, Club Zero Bond. It's a private club. You pay a lot of money to be there. The rules are whatever happens in Club Zero Bond stays in Club Zero Bond. And if you want to uh, have influence with the mayor, don't bother going to City Hall. He's never there. You got to get a membership to Club Zero Bond. And then behind the curtains, like the Wizard of Oz, you can wine him Dine him and pocket line him. Up until 3 o'clock in the morning, isn't that great? A mayor who has this incredible surging violent crime problem. Drive-by shootings. Unsolved crimes. Kids getting shot through their plate glass window while they're doing homework at night. Crimes unresolved. And he's got plenty of time to raise the roof and hang out with the TikTok girls and keep up with the Kardashians. Yet... The gays and lesbians booed him in Park Slope last night. It shocked him. Like, yo, yo, I thought I was your homie. You ain't no homie. Because gays and lesbians and transgenders are getting attacked in Park Slope. Remember, who was killed in Park Slope? Remember the valued worker for Goldman Sachs? Remember Enriquez, who was from Mexico? Remember, he was gay. You saw his party. You said, wow, that guy was a gay guy. Shot and killed in the last car of the Q train as he was coming over the Manhattan Bridge to have brunch with his brother in Manhattan. And remember that guy, Abdullah Abdullah, who fled only to be caught later, whose legal aid attorney said, you know what? Just act like you forgot everything, like you have amnesia. We'll use the insanity defense. We've done it before. It'll work. And who is waiting at the 5th Precinct for Abdullah Abdullah to turn himself in? With that uh, so-called pastor who was all pimped out and tricked out in that Rolls Royce. You remember, they were going to come in and turn in Abdullah Abdullah to the mayor. Except the NYPD did an interception and said, no, 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 no. You're not going to show us up, Eric Adams. And where did you find this tricked out pastor in Canarsie on Remsen Avenue with a uh, Rolls Royce? Where did he get the money? Oh, none of your B.I.B. business. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go right to the phones. They're blazing here as the Puerto Rican parade continues. The protesters are outside. The uh, Chelsea Piers telling uh, Governor DeSantis, go home. Go home to Florida. Uh, My friend and the guy that I'm... uh, Uh, campaigning for to become the next governor of the state of New York to beat uh, crime wave Kathy Holcomb. Andrew Giuliani had a press conference earlier today outside of the studios of Channel 2 because tomorrow night Marsha Kramer and the Channel 2 staff are going to have the first GOP New York State gubernatorial debate. Except they've said, Andrew, you're not vaccinated? You don't believe in the mandates? Well, guess what? Tough noogies. You're going to have to do it from a Hollywood Squares uh, position in Parks Unknown. And Andrew said, that's ridiculous. So surrounded by cops, firefighters, social workers, healthcare workers, teachers, sanitation men who lost their job because they wouldn't get vaccinated. He had a press conference today who said, 
you got to get rid of the mandates. And to their credit, the Republican candidates seem to be saying you shouldn't be keeping Andrew Giuliani out of the four-person debate. In fact, by most uh, observations, he's ahead in the polls. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Bad Bunny. Oh, he's bad. Had a concert in San Juan. 60,000 people. It was a super spreader. But they said, oh, but it's Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny. What kind of a freaking name is that, Bad Bunny? Guy looks like a total degenerate. Oh, but they love Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. But he didn't come to New York City. He didn't come to the annual Puerto Rican Day Parade. Oh, no, no, no. And by the way, where was J-Lo? Jenny on the block from Castle Hill, Preston. Legitimately, unlike AOC, a Bronx girl. But the diva of all divas was saying, hmm, I don't know. You know, if I'm not the Grand Marshal with my uh, old husband, you remember who that was, Usel Pratt. Who am I talking about here, huh? Remember? Who was the guy? Richard Burton snacking on Elizabeth Taylor when she was Cleopatra. Remember what his name was? The Roman general battling Caesar for the eyes of Cleopatra. Mark Antony, right? Remember Mark Antony. I'll never forget, he was the Grand Marshal. J-Lo was married to him at the time. She was the Grand Marshalette. This is when the parade was packed. Both sides, ten people strong. And you saw the Nietas and the Latin Kings and all my enemies there. I'm ordering, I'm ordering. And there they were in this white, white Chevy, all dressed in white. And in front of the reviewing stand on 69th Street, the Chevy broke down. So what did Mark Anthony, a true Boricua, do? He took his white jacket off, gave it to J-Lo. He opened up the hood of the car. He opened up the trunk. He had his ratchet wrench in there. He said, hold on, hold on, J-Lo. And he crawled the under the undercarriage. The only thing missing was the, uh, the blocks, the cinder blocks to put the car on, right? As if he was doing the job in Hunts Point. And you know, within five minutes, he had the car started again. Those were the days of the Boricua Posse, the real Puerto Ricano Day Parade. Now, let me tell you something. Not that many people, and only because, like other ethnic groups, they've either fled, they've joined the exodus, or they moved on up. You know, Puerto Ricans are doing very well. They live in all the outlying suburbs now. They rose through the ranks of civil servants. Uh, They've gone to school. They've become professionals. And so we have a new wave of immigrants, except what many people say, including Puerto Ricans, who are Americans by birth. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Americans by birth. Thousands who have died in war. When you fly into San Juan's airport and you go and you see the rich in the distance, look at all those single solitary slabs. And what do they depict? The brave Puerto Ricans who volunteered and died in battle. World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and every conflict since. 
And you want to know why there's been a battle over their flag? They have three separate flags. The traditional flag, you see, which is the deep blue and the red and the white. And then the lighter one and then the black Puerto Rican flag, which is the sign of independence. Uh, my father, Chester, who used to sail the Puerto Rican often to the um, to pick up oil shipments because of the refineries and bring them back to the mainland. When he would visit his fellow Puerto Rican seamen, he would say, Curtis, right after World War II, after thousands died in battle, uh, our government told them they could not in any way, shape, or form own or display a Puerto Rican flag, not even in their home. As if that was like, like what? <laughs> you, could, you couldn't have a Puerto Rican flag. And that spurred an independence movement, so much so... They became radicalized. They tried to kill Harry Truman at the Blair House. Thankfully, they were not successful. And then we talk about January 6th, the insurrection, led by Lolita Lebron. And four of these nationalists, they went into the House of Representatives. They went up into the gallery of the House, and they unloaded and shot five of the congressmen, almost killing them, unfurled a flag, and they were screaming, Viva! Puerto Rico Libre, which meant long live free Puerto Rico. And it all stemmed from the fact that right after World War II, where thousands were injured, thousands died in battle for our country, because they are part of our country. Our country told them it was illegal to own or display a Puerto Rican flag anywhere, including in their home. And my father, at a very young age, said to me, that was a disgrace. Because we have a New York State flag. Yeah, you couldn't pick it out of a lineup. You got a New uh, Jersey State flag, couldn't pick it out of a lineup. We have a city flag, you couldn't pick it out of a lineup. But to the Puerto Rican, the flag is a matter of pride. It does not usurp the American flag. Remember, they are Americans by birth. Let's go to uh, Giuseppe, uh, who's calling from the Bronx. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Joey. Uh, yeah, just uh, in light of what's going on uh, with regard to the January 6th protesters, uh, again, you have law-abiding people sitting there rotting in Washington, D.C., uh, really for trespassing, but they're being held on felony charges. I mean, many of these people have never even had so much as a parking ticket in their lives. But anyway, to make a long story short, uh, so basically, I mean, they're being made an example of because the government does not want you exercising, number one, your First Amendment rights to freedom of speech. It's the reason why they turn a blind eye to all of these uh, tech companies deplatforming people for having politically incorrect views, number one. And more importantly, number two, it's the reason why. Oh, my God. Oh my. Yeah, I thought he was going to conflate January 6th to the Puerto Rican nationalist, the AOC, because she supports independence by all means necessary. She never quite says that, but she means that. But a lot of these Puerto Rican nationalists were charged with insurrection. And it was insurrection, no doubt about it. Ended up spending time in Leavenworth in lockdown with their leader, Abiso Campos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, there are similarities here. There are similarities. And then remember when Bill Clinton, the president, released uh, the terrorists of F-A-L-N so that Hillary Rodham Clinton, who loaded up her pickup truck with those racketeers, hillbillies, and thugs from Little Rock who came up to Chappaqua and Westchester to set up the Love Shack in the whitest suburb in America where even the lawn jockeys are white, and then took over the New York State Democratic Party from Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo and Andrew Evil Cuomo. Remember that? 
Remember that? Well, when Bill Clinton released 16 of these terrorists, gave them pardons, gave them clemency, all of a sudden it enabled Hillary Rodham Clinton to march in the parade and say, Viva Libre Puerto Rico! And that enabled her to move on to victory. So it wasn't a matter of that all of a sudden Bill Clinton said, you know, these nationalists, they've been in jail way too long. This Oscar Lopez Rivera, imagine he was made the grand marshal of the parade in 2017 and almost killed the parade. All the sponsors pulled out, Goya Foods, our friends, JetBlue, Coca-Cola, AT&T, the Yankees. And the police unions all pulled out, and it was almost the end of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Thank God. Uh, they refound their sanity and went back to their tradition. But that was the result of Melissa Mark Vivarito, the Speaker of the Council, who said, Oscar Lopez Rivera, who waged war against America, should be the Grand Marshal of the annual Puerto Rican Day Parade. And how did she become Speaker of the City Council? Well, there was a guy named Eric Ulrich, yes, Republican. Out there in the Rockaways, Howard Beach Broad Channel, uh, he had the deciding vote. Could have been this other moderate Democrat from the Upper East Side or Melissa Mark Viverito, the socialist who would not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. He said, I would never vote for her. And then at night, he got a call from Bill de Blasio, comrade Bill de Blasio. And de Blasio wine-dined and pocket-lined Eric Ulrich, and he woke up and he had an epiphany, and he voted for Melissa Mark Viverito, who took our city council all the way to the left, and it hasn't stopped moving to the left since. Thank you, Eric Ulrich, you traitor, you traditor, you Judas. Oh, by the way, uh, what is his job now? He's the buildings commissioner for the city of New York. Oh, my God. Get the chains and shackles. I guarantee you in six months, this guy is going to be taken out of City Hall and taken to the big house. Not to the White House with Eric Adams, but to the big house. See, that's why they say in the promo, Curtis Lee, he knows where all the bones are buried and who buried them. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Andrew and Stanhope. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Andrew. Andrew, notice El Guapo on the Puerto Rican Day Parade. And uh, speaking of Cortez, she, um, January 6th, she said that she was bunkered in her closet in her office and people were trying to kill her, you know, with the pitchfork. But that was a fabricated lie, just like she lies and says she's from the Bronx. It's confirmed she wasn't even in the Capitol at the time of the riot. And my quick impression of her is... Um, it's like zero pollution output, and I like Bernie. I talk Bernie every night, so that's definitely not a Bronx accent. That's a Westchester Valley girl type accent where she came comes from. Yeah, no, no, no. She is uh, a product of the media, Andrew. She has no street cred. I've gone into Parchester, the circle, many, many times. I said, "Does anybody know where AOC All Out Crazy lives?" She claims she lives here in the Parchester circle. Right off to number 16. Nobody's ever seen him. Now, typically, you live in an area you might have seen, uh, been seen going into a grocery store, bodega, shoe store, apparel shop. Nothing. She's got no cred. Now, look, uh, J-Lo, she's a diva of all divas. But Jenny on the block, she's got Bronx cred. Grew up in Castle Hill. Went to Preston High School in the neck. She's a diva. Know that about it. A big diva. But AOC is a diva with no street cred. Talk Radio 77. 
WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Relax, relax, everybody. This is not the uh, 18,000 who are marching towards our border with Mexico. No, 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 no. They're not Mexicanos. They're not from El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras. It's not MS-13 or 18th Street. It isn't the Trinitarios from the DR. They're not from Haiti. They're not from Nigeria. They're not from uh, the Congo. I know, hey, a lot of nerves, a lot of, oh, my God, they're coming across that border. And they're coming to see their papi chulo, their papi chulo, Joe Biden. They got their Joe Biden papi chulo shirts on. And our president, he's like, oh, God. I saw him out in Los Angeles uh, with the uh, nations from the Western Hemisphere, minus Mexico, the main one. Uh, and he looked like he was lost. I don't know if he was looking for a taco stand, a burrito stand out in East L.A., but my God, he is deteriorating day by day. As Hispanics would say, where are your huevos? Where is your machismo? Oh, my God. Even Democrats in the New York Times, huge story in Sunday's paper, Democrats, hardcore Biden supporters are beginning to waver and say to one another, is this guy going to make it to another year? It's like he's dysfunctional. He's showing like the first, the first symptoms of dementia, Alzheimer's. He reaches out to shake people's hands now. They're not there. They're invisible. He's mumbling and stumbling. He's saying, hey, what time is the blue plate special today? Maybe... The thing we can do for our president is what they did for the German Pope. Remember the German Shepherd Pope, Benedict? Resigned, right? He retired. Uh, We got uh, Pope Francis now, who's in the wheelchair at 80, but he's closer to Che than he ever was JC. Remember the bouncer outside of the bar and strip club in Buenos Aires? Last tango in Argentina? He's ready to retire, too. So wait, if popes can retire now, remember, he used to be... Until death do you part. If you, if the white smoke went up the chimney of the Vatican and you were anointed the Pope, which meant you had infallibility, bull feathers. Uh, but some people believe that you were infallible till the day you died. You weren't going anywhere, pal. Now we had Pope Benedict, the German shepherd Pope. He retired. We're going to have Pope Francis. Apparently he's ready to retire. Why can't we have presidents who retire? I, I'm not talking to, like, Richard Nixon, you know, Watergate. And then all of a sudden, Barry Goldwater visits him and says, you know, we're going to impeach you. Why don't you resign? You know, just go out to San Clemente. And then that famous speech, remember, he, he lectured all of us. Americans got to know that their president is not a crook. Well, you were crooked, Nixon. And he got on Helicopter One and flew off to the sunset. And who were we left with? Gerald Ford, who couldn't chew gum and think at the same time. Uh, He played too much football at the University of Michigan with that leather hammock. Remember, he would always be falling. He would hit golf shots. People would hit balls into his head. Ford! (sighs) Boy, those were miserable times, and we somehow survived that. We survived Jimmy Carter. Do you think, ladies and gentlemen, we can survive Joe Biden? And what would be wrong? With the president retiring. I'll tell you what, we'd end up with President Harris 
Wow. And then if Harris, for some reason, said no, then we end up with President Pelosi. It just gets worse by the moment. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Tom calling from the Bronx. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Tommy. Yes. Uh, hi, Curtis. I'd like to say that I I marched in the Puerto Rican Day Parade one year uh, with a friend of mine. Uh, he was, I was his guest. Was that 1948, Tom? No. They, um, anyway, 1970s. Oh, 70s. So I, I marched in, that, in the Puerto Rican Day Parade, and I had this big Mexican hat, you know, straw. Well, you had a so, sombrero? Well, the big hat. That, the way, so, uh, Tom, that's an insult to Puerto Ricans. You wore... Well, I have no idea, but no, people were waving yeah, that, that, No, 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 that's like Kramer from Seinfeld who took well, the Puerto well, Rican I, flag and set it on fire. anything like Kramer. Did they chase you down the block? No, they were waving to me. An old couple were waving on the side. Did you, did you, pro- did you pretend, Tom? Told them, and my friend told them, he said, he's my cousin... That came to visit us from Tijuana to be on this great day. Tijuana, you got and the I, wrong I parade. Waved, I waved at the, I waved Tom, at these Tom. people, and they were waving back. Tom, 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 other Tom. people were waving Tom, at me. Tom, 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 what a stunner! Tom is wearing a sombrero. He's telling people he's from TJ, Tijuana, Ensenada, right? Like he's going to endear himself to Puerto Ricans. Back then in the seventies, packed. I mean, yes, a million people in the parades, 10 uh, on each side. I mean, thick. You imagine that? They take that as an insult. First of all, don't assume that all Latinos and Latinas. That's right, AOC, I said it. Not Latinx like you were trying to tell everyone in the parade today, and they were dissing and dismissing her big time. Uh, They were saying, hey, don't you tell me I'm a Latinx. I'm from the Bronx. She backed off. Backed off big time. But anyway, this Tom uh, going, Andale, Andale. Viva Mexico. Man, he, he's lucky they didn't run him out of the parade. Like, remember Kramer and Seinfeld? They were chasing him down the block. Look, just like in Europe, right? You had a lot of Catholics. Still do. Not as many. Poles. Let's use Poles, Italians, and Irish. You think they all loved one another? No. They hated one another. Worshipped the same uh, Jesus Christ, right? Went for the sacraments, uh, Catholic schools, the whole nine yards. Didn't like one another. So the assumption from uh, whites and blacks is that, oh, all Latinos together forever. It couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. Oh, my God, do they have divisions. Puerto Ricans hate Dominicans. Dominicans hate Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans say, hey, see these Dominicans there, they talk so fast. They got the pastel shoes, right? They got the Jerry Curl relaxer, right? <laughs> and they think they own the place now because we're moving on up, we're moving out, and now they're the majority in the Bronx. Oh, there's bad blood. And then they look at the Mexicans moving in strong, and they say, these illegal aliens think that they're real Hispanics. Oh, no, they're not. The tension is so thick you could cut it with a buzzsaw. So there was Tom in the 70s, the heyday of the Puerto Rican Day Parade. And he's wearing a sombrero and saying he's from TJ, Tijuana. Whoa, whoa, what did you say? You were a Mexican jumping bean, Tom? No, I didn't say 
didn't say that. I said that uh, that uh, my friend uh, talked to the, uh, the people on the side. Said he was just a uh, he was came from Mexico. Uh, that uh, he came from Tijuana. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got two words for you, Tom. Viva Zapata. Viva Zapata. What? What a schmuck! What a putz! I mean, what an insult! That would be like going to the Christopher Columbus Day Parade dressed as a leprechaun, right? Dressed as a leprechaun. And then, because the colors uh, are somewhat similar to the Irish flag, if you look at an Italian flag, you look at an Irish flag, and you've been drinking a little too much Jameson, you might think it's the same flag. (laughs) You imagine dressed like a leprechaun and saying, oh, no. Uh, people were dressed like this on the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa, and the Maria. Yeah, there were four ships, not three. I, I passed history in elementary school. Don't, don't tell me there were three ships. There were four ships, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa, and Marina. And I can guarantee you there were no leprechauns on that ship because they never did find the pot of gold. You notice that. Columbus came to the New World the wrong way, my, my dad. And he was supposed to be finding gold. He never did. The conquistadores did. Ponce de Leon, right? And Cortez. But Columbus brought back belly button lint. No, he couldn't find. He couldn't find that because he didn't have leprechauns. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Pat and Yonkers. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Pat. Hi, Curtis. You are something else. You're terrific. I, I'm going to listen to your show tonight, but I want to ask you a question. How many bodyguards and relatives does the mayor have on his staff? Oh, boy. Well, first off, he has his, they call, it, they call her his domestic partner. Oh, God. They share a apartment, 22H in Fort Lee. I'm not going to tell you the building. Uh, because God forbid anything bad happens, I'm going to catch uh, heat for that, and rightfully so. But he lives in Fort Lee. He does not live in New York City. He has a condo with her. She's been his domestic partner for years, and she has a high-paying job at the Department of Education. She's had that before Eric Adams became mayor. He's given her a promotion, uh, and that DOE stands for Dumbest Organization Ever. Then uh, he has, as you know, his brother Bernard, who is parking cars uh, as a retired sergeant in the police department at the University of Virginia Commonwealth. When all of a sudden Eric Adams felt that he was being threatened by white supremacists. Pat, I did him a solid. There was a white sheet sale at Bed Bath & Beyond. I stood up there on the seventh floor for a full week at Columbus Circle. Ah. And the staff said to me, what do we owe this honor to, Curtis, that you're here every day? I said... I'm really looking for shoplifters. Oh, that's so good because they come in here, they ask for their Manhattan DA Alvin swag bag, and they just like, they go out with two two shopping bags full uh, of sheets and pillowcases and all that from Bed Bath & Beyond. I was there for a full week, Pat. I didn't see one white supremacist come and whisper, I need these white sheets. It's getting out of hand. It really is in New York. Thank you for your group. Thank you, thank you. And Pat, 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 which part of Yonkers do you do you live in, yeah, Pat? Pat, uh, off uh, McLean Avenue. Oh, McLean, that's the border. You take a few steps over, and you're in Little Dublin. You're in Woodlawn. You have to speak Gaelic. You know that, Pat? <laughs> I right? Know. Am I right or wrong? 
You're right. Close, You're right. close your eyes. Yeah. Cross yeah. McLean Avenue. There's Woodlawn Cemetery. Magnificent. It's like a I museum. The, the best, the best burial ground cemetery in the world. People don't go there and walk through there. You should. And oh, it's amazing. But, you know, I'm going to listen to you tonight. You, you to. have a fabulous show. Uh, let me tell you something, Pat. Everything you're phenomenal. Uh, no, no, it's being hit so many times in the head. Base, baseball bats, sticks, bricks. It's moved everything around. The the mass, you know, in your cerebellum and med- medulla has been moved around so much. It's like right on the tip of my tongue every moment, Pat. Yeah, yeah. You see, I'm not suggesting you do that in order to revive your memory. Take ginkgo. Take Inco, you know, the uh, natural holistic product that supposedly enhances memory. Don't do what I did. Running through the Apache line, getting hit with brick bats, sticks, pipes. A lot of bruises, a lot of concussions. I wouldn't recommend it, but somehow it kept my memory intact. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Back to back, belly to belly, lost in Yonkers. You remember the musical. It's Alfred in Yonkers. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Alfred. Hi, Curtis. I I want to blame the swagger man and and Kathy Holcomb for what's going on in, you know, with all the crime and all that stuff. Why can't they just clamp down, you know, and, and... I mean, it's all political, of course, you know. You know. Well, it's uh, unfortunately both Kathy uh, Crime Wave Holcomb, and, you know, Holcomb, I call her Holcomb because she's full of nonsense. She, Her approval ratings have sunk to 36%. The swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, his approval rating has taken a dive to 29% because he thinks he can satisfy everybody. And, Alfred, as you know, when you try to satisfy everybody, you satisfy nobody. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, this is the bad news. I've been talking about this ad nauseum. I said to reporters, bad times are coming here because cops are vacating in record numbers their uh, their jobs here, their careers with the NYPD. The New York Post had a front-page story today. I'm going to talk about it more this evening. Unprecedented early retirements. Hundreds are leaving and being recruited by Suffolk, Nassau County, by Dade and Broward County in Florida, uh, in Virginia. They're being recruited in North Carolina, Washington, D.C. They're offering them housing costs, uh, moving costs, bonuses. They make more in those uh, municipalities and counties. And uh, the retirement benefits are comparable. And they're leaving in droves. And the number one reason that the cops are leaving is their morale is shot. And they don't, don't think, think that Swagger Man has their back. Exactly. And I, I want to say this. You should have been the mayor. Well, I tell you this much. Uh, it's not in Yonkers because unless you were Democrats, you couldn't vote for me. Democrats can vote as many times as they want to for whatever candidate they want. But all throughout last week, I was in Whitestone, Bayside, College Point. I was in Middle Village, Maspeth, and Glendale. And they now have buttons and they have stickers that say, don't blame me. I voted for Sliwa. Up all night? I couldn't sleep at all last night. Weekdays, listen to Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. And weekends, listen to Curtis Sliwa on another side of midnight. Oh,
Stay up all night with me, Curtis Sliwa. And stay up with me, Frank Morano. If you don't want to be alone at night from 1 to 5 a.m., seven days a week, 77 WABC will keep you company. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. They played this song last night at 2.45 in the morning at Club Zero Bond. This is when they turn the lights out. Three o'clock, that's it. And who is sitting there at the first table, the mayoral table, but Eric Adams. 2.45 in the morning. Donna Summers was singing this jam. Huge story, Sunday's page six. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan was out at clubs till 3 o'clock in the morning, Wednesday night, and Thursday night, and last night was sitting there at 2.45 listening to Donna Summers on tape, not in person. She's a holy roller now. She is a, she is an evangelical. She has given up the sin of being the disco diva that she was from 78, 79 to 80, and then the song to Eric. So let's dance, let's dance, let's dance, let's dance, let's dance, let's dance, let's dance What is wrong with this guy? He's the mayor of nightlife. And in the page six story, the director of nightlife for the city. These are the private owner and operators of the club said, look, we like the fact that this mayor pays attention to nightlife, but I got to tell you, if the streets remain unsafe, if women and men can't take the subways because they can't afford the ever-growing price of a Lyft, an Uber, a yellow cab, a livery cab, a black car, we're going to have to padlock our doors. We could stay open at 4 or 5 in the morning to the break of dawn. But folks are not coming because the crime, 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 crime. He must be dense. When the owners and operators of the clubs themselves said, do your job, Mr. Mayor. Crime is worse than it was at any time of the eight years of Comrade Bill de Blasio. And as he was marching through Park Slope, he was getting booed last night. People were saying to him, what are you doing about the crime? And he's waving and they're giving him the middle finger and he thinks that's the salute, the Eric Adams salute. Guarantee you, uh, he's going to get more of that. The fickle finger of fate, 29% approval rating and diving quick. But up next, he got booed, but our visitor... That's right, DeSantis from Freedomland, Florida, is getting booed as we speak at the Chelsea Piers. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Oh, yeah. 
Miami Sound Machine as the exodus continues to Florida. Third most populated state in the nation behind California, where the exodus continues from there. Texas, where many folks are moving to. And ironically, uh, where, as a result of uh, Governor DeSantis being protested by gays, lesbians, and transgenders today, as he gives a speech to a Jewish group at the Chelsea Piers on 22nd and 12th, um, the, the amount of money that was spent here from New York, from Eric Adams, who has these billboards, these uh, mobile billboards, electronic billboards, urging gays, lesbians, and transgenders to leave Florida because of the Don't Say Gay Bill. They're posted in all the gay and lesbian communities, which are large. Fort Lauderdale, huge. Lake Worth, Palm Beach County, South Beach. I mean, I could keep going on and on and on. Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Sarasota. The huge, huge growing community, and how can we forget Key West? So they have all these electronic billboards uh, paid for by us, the suckers, the taxpayers, in which Eric Adams is saying, why do you want to live in a state with a homophobic governor who's probably going to get reelected, DeSantis? And so the Wall Street Journal went to uh, Disney World that DeSantis is at war with, and they had their annual gay day gathering. They invite uh, uh, gays and lesbians and transgenders from throughout Florida to come to Disney World. And so the Wall Street Journal said, uh, you're going to tape Eric Adams up on it? And they all said, well, we don't like DeSantis. You know, he's, he's not, we're not voting for him. We're voting for Charlie Crist to be the new governor of Florida. But to be honest with you, none of us are going back to New York City. <laughs> what, so we could get mugged and robbed? So we can get raped? We could get sexual assaulted, beaten, or victims of homophobic assaults and attacks that have risen 368%. So they said, uh, Eric Adams, um, maybe, maybe in the future if you can get control of things. But why should we leave paradise, which uh, they refer to as I do, uh, Freedom Land? Well, think of it. Florida has a larger population, and yet New York City has a larger budget, a larger budget than the state of Florida itself in Tallahassee. You say to yourself, how could that be? Well, it is. $101 billion, that was the compromise agreed on Friday between uh, Mayor Eric Adams and the hardcore leftists in the city council. $101 billion, which was even more than Bill de Blasio was spending with all that stimulus money, $100 billion dollars. And the big divisive issue is we've lost 120,000 students in the public school system in the Department of Education. The acronym DOE stands for dumbest organization ever. Imagine you've lost 120,000 students. They've either joined the exodus with their parents or their parents have said, hmm, I got to get my kid out of public school. They just they won't even allow them to have choice when it comes to local public high schools, they've eliminated that. It used to be meritocracy. Uh, you could actually choose your choices of the local high schools you'd like your kid to get in. And then it was by a process of elimination. Now you can't do that. You can't do that. I mean, parents were all pissed off. I'm pissed off. That affects my uh, middle son, Carter, who's getting into uh, public high school. Uh... And the parents feel as if the new chancellor appointed by Eric Adams has been a traitor to them because he promised that would not happen, and it did. 
Speaking of the school budget, which is growing uh, up to $36 billion, that's more than one-third of the overall city budget. You should know that a lot of that money is going to a very special program of Chancellor Banks. He's showering tax-funded payments on a group that sends drag queens into the city public schools. Gee, I never had that when I went to PS114 of Builder C. Junior High School. Hey, 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 Dizzy, Izzy there. Wouldn't you have loved drag queens coming into your third grade class uh, reading uh, nursery rhymes to you? Drag queen nursery rhymes? And we're paying them for that with no parental knowledge or consent. Even as parents in other states like Florida protest increasingly aggressive efforts to expose kids to gender-bending performances, right? It's called Drag Story Hour, New York City. It's a nonprofit who, uh, whose outrageously cross-dressed performers will interact with kids as young as three years old. They've earned $50,000 from city contracts for appearances at public schools, street festivals, and libraries. You notice how I say libraries. Since January, the group has organized 49 drag programs in 34 public elementary, middle, and high schools. (sighs) Parents are saying, wait a second. How come I didn't find out about this? You, you, You mean my kid comes home and says... Mommy, there was this hairy man with hairy legs and a beard who was dressed as a woman, and he was reading us nursery rhymes and saying, Be yourself. Whatever you feel, identify that day. Now, one day you may feel like you're a boy, and then tomorrow you may feel like you're a girl. And maybe on Wednesday you feel like you're bi, a combination of being a boy and a girl. And then on Thursday, you feel as if you're a pansexual, which is open to all different sexual favors. And then maybe on Friday, just like in the Catholic schools where they taught us, you had to um, you had to uh, make sure you uh, did not have meat. You can be asexual on Friday. You won't even think about sex. This is crazy. And they're wondering why parents are taking their kids out of public school and fleeing or trying to get them into the limited number of charter schools, which they won't expand, even though the demand is there. Eight, eight requests for every one seat in charter schools. That's how desperate parents are to get their kids out of the public school system. Parents who are working two, three jobs to send kids to parochial or private schools, or they're ordering the Allied moving van line and saying, we're out of here. They're either going to the 6th borough of the city of New York and Florida, Boca Raton, or the 6th borough of the city of New York and Pennsylvania, the Poconos. <laughs> and they've allocated another $157,000 from the city's Department of Education budget to bring <clears throat> drag queens into class to read nursery rhymes to three-year-old children. And we're letting this happen. Mayor Adams had no comment about that. I didn't know. I didn't. Okay. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's very busy, you know, raising the roof at uh, Club Zero Bond at night, spending a lot of his uh, cred uh, aiding and abetting the nightlife activity. But, I mean, this is something he should know. All right. 
that's not his priority. He appointed the guy named Banks. That's his chancellor. Banks said no comment. No comment means you think it's okay. You think it's okay the parents are not getting any notice whatsoever. So their kids are actually coming home and telling their parent or parents that a drag queen came into their school classroom and had a conversation with them about sexual identity and gender identity. Who the hell do these people think they are? I got three sons, right? Anthony, he's 18. As you know, he's an intern here at WABC. Marched proudly today with me in the Puerto Rican Day Parade. He wanted to bring the Ukrainian flag. I said, son, not this parade. (laughs) He either fly the American flag or the Puerto Rican flag. Uh, I mean, uh, they're not against the Ukraine, but mm, they may not take to that too kindly. He said, okay, Dad. He had his prom on Thursday night. He's graduating next week. Uh, We do a podcast, Father and Son. It's Anthony and Curtis. You really have to check it out, wabcradio.com, with all the other great podcasts of all the other hosts and hostesses here, and especially podcasts. Uh, That's my oldest son. Then there's Carter, who uh, is trying to get into a local high school of quality. And then there's my youngest, Hunter, who's just getting into a junior high school. Do I want drag queens being paid with our tax dollars to come into class to describe to them a guy with a beard and hairy legs and hairy arms who's wearing a wig and wearing a God only knows what kind of dress, probably off the rack at Lomans, uh, six-inch stiletto heels, stacked heels, telling my son, you know, with lipstick smirched all over his lips and nail polish, that if he has problems with his gender identification or his sexuality, he, he shouldn't worry. He should have a conversation with a freaking drag queen at our taxpayers' expense. And they're not telling the parents. And when the mayor, Eric Adams, was asked about this, he didn't know about it. I, I, I believe him on this. But his chancellor of education banks, no comment. Really. Parents are not even worthy of a comment. You see, that's why people are leaving in droves. It may not be for yourself. It may may not be for the adult quality of life. But you really, you find a place to live for your children and children's children. I mean, Dizzy Izzy, you're a young adult now. I don't even think you could deal with a drag queen coming in and discussing with you what gender options you have and what sexuality choices you have. And that, in fact, on any given day, whatever the side of the bed you wake up on, you could dis- determine that you're a female that day, a male, a transgender, a transvestite. Uh, that, in fact, you have no sexuality that day. You're like kaput, you're asexual or pansexual, which means you're open to having sex with everybody and anything. Is this crazy or what? It is. But the Democrats are loving it and promoting it with our tax dollars. And how are they going to pay for all of this when the people who have money and income, upper middle class, middle class, and wealthy people leave? Oh, they'll figure out a way. It's called stimulus, because they need to stimulate their libidos. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. 
Talk Radio 77 WABC. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. That's right. It's like Jaws is everywhere. Think of it. Mayor Eric Adams signed a record budget, $101 billion with a left-wing city council. And there wasn't an extra dollar to hire an extra cop, not an extra dollar to hire an extra Department of Correctional Guard. How, How could you not do that? De Blasio and city council defunded the police by the tune of a billion dollars. The headlines in today's New York Post, the analytics. Remember how they said, let's follow the math. The NYPD exodus is on pace to establish record numbers. Thousands of cops who are being recruited out of the NYPD will be leaving early, early retirement. They are not waiting for their 20 years or additional time. They're out of here. That means, and I've been saying this for weeks, and all the Adams administration and city council officers have said, oh, come on, Curtis, you're exaggerating. We're down to 34,500 cops, which is dangerously low. It's like a reservoir that has a low level of fresh water, and you say, danger, danger. You know, Mr. Robinson, danger, danger, like lost in space. 34,500 cops and no hope of this being improved. No hope whatsoever. I'll break down all the analytics tonight when I return at 9 o'clock after all your entertainment with Vinnie Maduno for an hour, uh, Jersey Joe Piscopo with the Sinatra two-hour extravaganza sponsored by Ramsey uh, Mazda, and then the Dean Martin Show. Then we have to discuss (laughs) not, not only the exodus, but the fact that these other police departments know that we're spending tax dollars, $100,000 to tax, excuse me, to train an average police cadet. They go to uh, College Point, Queens, and by the time they graduate, we have invested $100,000 into their graduation as a police officer. And generally, these other departments at the county, the sheriff's level, the municipal level, are waiting about two years for them to get some seasoning, and then they come in and snatch them. Like they're body snatchers. And they walk up to the cops right at the precinct. And, and the desk sergeants and nobody else says no because they're wondering if they're going to get an offer. And they walk in, recruitment officers say, hey, hey, would any of you like uh, would any of you like to come to work in Orange County, you know, in our sheriff's department? Where? Where? Uh, what are the benefits? Uh, what's the pay? Right in the precincts. And the city seems to be oblivious to that. We're going to discuss that at length tonight. You don't want to miss that. Absolutely. It is critical. And then the fact that the federal government will be coming in and putting uh, Rikers Island in receivership, that is almost a guarantee. Uh, When I was running for the mayoralty, I was the only candidate running for any office who's been locked up on Rikers Island, right? I mean, locked up many times. I've been in the uh, dormitories where you got 40 guys in one big room. And then you have a little African-American correctional officer, a female. They always use the females because the guys don't get as rambunctious with them as they do the males. 
with a body alarm, and that's it. Naturally, they can't have mace, pepper spray. They can't have a, a baton. They can't have a blackjack. They can't have anything. And when the guys start fighting or attacking the correctional officer, they used to have the tactical patrol force that would come in, hats and bats and body armor, and they'd beat those inmates down. Inmates saw the tactical patrol come in, and they hit the deck. They knew, man, if they kept standing, boom, that bat would knock their, their head right out into uh, the East River there. No more. They did away with that. They did away with solitary confinement. They did away with the bing. So for guys who decide to slash both correctional officers and inmates or try to harm themselves, because many of them are emotionally disturbed, they should not be housed on Rikers Island. They need to be in a psychiatric mental health facility, of which there are many empty beds. And it's now out of control. So imagine the embarrassment. You're the brand-new mayor. You've been in office five months. By uh, July 4th, the federal government may put... Rikers Island in receivership, that's similar to what they used to do to corrupt unions when they were taken over by the mob. A federal uh, magistrate would be put in charge, and uh, that union would be in receivership, answerable to the federal magistrate. That's the condition that is going. And you would have thought the mayor and the budget would have fought to hire 2,500 correctional officers. That's the minimum number that they need, and they have their training academy in Middle Village, right in the shopping center. It takes about six months to vet them, train them, and get them ready to send them to Rikers Island uh, and the barge in Hunts Point because they have about 7,000 inmates now. Nothing pales in comparison to what existed uh, when Rudy Giuliani was a mayor who imposed law and order on the city. They had sometimes up to 20,000 inmates, not only on Rikers, in the tombs in Manhattan, the Queens House of Detention when it was open, the Brooklyn House of Detention, the Bronx House of Detention, and the barges, they had a number of barges on the East River, on the, the, the Hudson River. They were barges from the Falcons campaign that were used by the Brits to beat back the Argentines. And Koch bought them for millions. And then you had the barge right there at Hunts Point. And you didn't have anywhere near the problems. But then all of a sudden, AOC, the Democratic Socialists of America, took control And now their big point is no prisons, release them into the streets. And if they have to be held in Rikers Island, let's open up polling locations and make sure they vote. Vote. Do you think that any of these guys or gals or transgenders, you think any of them have voting on their mind? You think when it comes to election day, like, for instance, we have the primary coming up, uh, the gubernatorial primary. We have the assembly district primaries, Democrats, Republicans, independents. You think that any of the inmates, while on Rikers Island, waiting to be released or get bail or if they get found guilty of a crime that's less than a year, they do their time on Rikers Island or more than a year, they get housed in Rikers Island before they get shipped upstate. You think any of those inmates are saying, hey, screw, hey, uh, hey, CEO, uh, when do I get a chance to vote? I never heard that. And all the times I got locked up, oh, when do we get a chance to vote? All they want to know is their commissary. And Dizzy Izzy, what do you think is the number one commissary item that they will kill for? Kill for! Used to be menthol cigarettes. Yeah, used to be Newports. That was like currency. Now you can't smoke in prison, so it's contraband. Honey buns. More than Roman noodles, any honey buns. Yes, honey buns. They'll kill for in Rikers Island. Oh, yeah, that's commissary. 
Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Ooh, another call from Yonkers. We're lost in Yonkers today. Your turn to be heard at WABC, Brian. Hi, Curtis. Um, I want to tell you about how when I was in freshman year of high school in the Bronx, they took us to see the movie Jeremy. I don't know why they took us to see that, but at the end of that movie, um, Robbie Benson makes love to Glennis O'Connor. And I thought it was so wrong because what it told me was, all right, guys, you now have to compete sexually, not just uh, try to pass your English and math and all that. So my point there is, and I was like 13 then, so I wasn't a little kid. It's wrong to sexualize any kid. It, it's just wrong. It'd be better if the school had brought us to some really traditional movie where they, uh, you know, they uh, backed up uh, traditional Catholic values. So I'm just saying that this crazy thing down in Florida, why would those women bring their kids to something they didn't want their husbands to go to, whether it be gay or straight, putting dollar bills in a stripper's G-string? So yeah, no, no, I think, I, think you're re- I think you're referring to Dallas, uh, Chimney Hill, North Dallas, to be specific, Brian, where they had that uh, performance in which they were inviting um, uh, mothers and their children while these um, transvestites, these transgenders, and actually drag queens were putting on a performance and the kids were being asked to put dollar bills in their G-strings. Now, I know, Dizzy, uh, you get very excited thinking about that. You know, uh, Cardi B. Remember Cardi B when she was up in the Bronx? That was her claim to fame is that she was uh, good on the poles. Had a lot of reconstructive uh, surgery, so she had those huge mammary glands. Cardi B uh, could drop the F-bomb like a Gatling gun. And so all of a sudden you're in the strip club with Cardi B and her fellow femme fatales, and they feed you a few knockout drops. And then the next thing you know, you're up in a room on top of the strip club and Cardi B is looking at you and you're saying, oh, God, did I get lucky? No, she pulls out a nine millimeter loaded, puts it to your head and says, you're going to give me everything right now and you're going to forget this ever happened. Cardi B! So I'm warning you, Dizzy Izzy, don't go to those strip clubs because when all of a sudden the Cardi B's of the world start having that urge to merge with you, all of a sudden, right, knockout drops. You're going to wake up. You're going to want, where the hell am I? Some no-tell, motel, Holiday Inn Express? No. And you're going to reach into your pockets. Where did my money, my wallet go? Where did my identity go? Identity theft, right? And then they're going to say, and if you report it to the police, we know who your wife is. Gabish, Gabish. Ah. Don't get excited. Don't get excited here. By the way, give me a little George because I want to change up uh, right before we go to uh, Vinny Madunio. Five o'clock, five to six. <sighs> you know, we forgot Jersey today. Down there on the Jersey Shore from Point Pleasant to Wildwood. Especially... Those two cities, Long Beach and Point Pleasant, are having these pop-up parties overnight. You know, it's like it's like uh, all of a sudden, flash, you're alerted that there's this instant party. So you all drive down there, and there are like thousands of people on the beach, and they're publicly drinking, 
and they're doing puff puff pass and all kinds of drugs and there's fights and vandalism. At least two such parties planned for later this month are currently being advertised in online flyers that encourage attendees to bring their own liquor, BYOB, and bring your own marijuana. And they promise public boxing matches, just like Fight Club. I love that. Right? I mean, oh, God, that was so good, Fight Club. Right? Ed Norton hits himself and knocks himself into the trophy stand. Oh, that was such a great movie. That was macho maniacal. Long Branch and Point Pleasant Beach police departments are seeking court orders blocking such parties. If you don't have a permit and then there are financial damages, they're coming for you, the organizers. Point Pleasant Beach also plans to go to court against many of the same individuals starting tomorrow. So if all of a sudden flash mob, you flash mob yourself to Long Beach or Point Pleasant Beach or the Staten Island folks, you know, they call them Bennies at Belmar, at DJs, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, let's cross the Outer Bridge Crossing, pay an extraordinary extortion of a toll, pay $5 plus change for gas because there's all these flash mobbing at Belmar. Guess what? They're going to track you down into the ends of time. I think, yeah, I would give you a warning, you young huckleberries out there. All of a sudden, you're popping Molly in ecstasy, and you think you're going to raise her. I know you dizzy is. But when we come back, even a greater problem. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a problem that DeSantis is facing in Freedomland, Florida. It is a problem of the South Shore of uh, Long Island. It is a problem that we face here. Coney Island, Manhattan Beach, and yes, Brighton Beach. And they face all along the Jersey Shore. What are we going to do in solidarity to fight this menace? Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. So Governor DeSantis, as we speak, is in our backyard in Chelsea on the pier, giving a speech to a Jewish organization while hundreds of gays, lesbians, transgenders led by Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney. Oh, my God. The poster child for term limits is saying, go back to Florida. Go back to Florida. Don't listen to him. And then all of a sudden we have uh, a situation emerging uh, on the Jersey Shore, all these pop-up parties that are taking place in which there's total mayhem and then they have fight clubs in the wee hours of the morning. And then naturally uh, the crime that is taking place uh, not just in this city but cities across America. Chicago, 29 shot, 9 dead so far and we haven't even finished the uh, weekend. Uh, Chi-Town leads the pack. But the biggest problem according to Americans is sharks. Yes, sharks. I take you back, if you remember, at the time when Avenatti, the lawyer for Stormy Daniels, was riding high in the saddle, was actually thinking, maybe I'll run for the Democratic nomination to be president of the United States. As he visited Iowa, where there are more pigs than people, he was on every show, 24-7-365, casting aspersions against President Donald Trump. And remember, he told the story that the way Stormy Daniels met 
Donald Trump in his bungalow in the Beverly Hills Hotel is because our president at the time was watching Shark Week. He had an insatiable appetite, like so many of you, to watch all the sharks. And Trump, according to Stormy Daniels, hated sharks, but was fascinated by sharks, obsessed. In fact, Stormy Daniels said I was there to uh, pleasurize Donald Trump, and instead he made me sit and watch shark episode after shark episode after shark episode. So what does DeSantis have as a problem in Florida? 825 miles of beaches in which they're putting up shark alerts because there are big white ones out there. We have shark alerts as we speak along the Jersey Shore because they have sighted the 12-foot great white 1,000 pounds called Ironbound who's cruising up and down the East Coast, Cape Cod, Nantucket, and the Jersey Shore. And then look, over the Memorial Day weekend, it continues. 20 different species of sharks have been spotted along the south shore of Long Island. Robert Moses State Park, Jones Beach, Hempstead. They got a 6-foot, 8-inch shark that drifted ashore. And they've been tagging sharks fast and furiously all over the world now because the oceans are cleaner. There appears to be more for the uh, sharks to eat. They're getting plentiful. They're not being hunted as they used to be hunted. So there's an overpopulations, and sightings are up because of clean water, smartphones, and social media. There are 15,000 sharks who are tagged. At any moment, you dizzy Izzy on your iPhone, smartphone, or your burner Motorola phone because you don't want your girlfriend to know uh, the real conversations you're having, your throwaway phone, you can actually track these 15,000 sharks. And even though the chance of you getting bit by a shark, and by the way, they don't eat people, is so minimal. And yet 51% of Americans, no matter where they are, admit that they are terrified of sharks. And four in ten say they're scared to swim in the ocean because they worry about sharks. Not the condoms that are floating around, not the hypodermic needles, not the socially transmitted diseases that you could get, not the jellyfish attacks that attacked our own Greg Kelly. Remember when he was down at that Florida beach? Not the barracudas. Their biggest fear are the big white ones, the sharks even though the chance of them being bit is so minimal. Let's follow the math. We're a nation of cowards now. Men, what I want you to do is smear yourself with shark food and swim out there in the ocean and look those big white ones in the eyes and say, come and get me, it's high noon. It's either me or you, Iron Brown, the great white one who's 12 feet, 1,000 pounds, That's what manhood is about.